today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. The U.S. midterms, hotly contested in some races. Uh, again, what's going to happen? What's the buzz in Washington? Let's talk to Reggie Cicchini, Washington producer and correspondent with Global News. Based in Washington, he is with us now. Reggie, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Good afternoon. So what is the buzz down there today? I mean, this is an election like we have not seen before, at least when it comes to midterm elections. There's a lot of enthusiasm out there. Uh, there's still a lot of divisiveness in the country. You can see that uh, by the way that uh, that campaigns were holding rallies up until the final days before the vote. Uh, but, you know, if we take a look at, at how things you know went during the, the advanced vote, during the early vote, uh, you can tell that people are really into this election right now because we had the same number of people do an early vote that is almost on par with Canada's population, and that is almost unheard of in a midterm. I saw that stat last night and I couldn't believe it that, that, that more people in the in the in the country of Canada have uh, voted in the United States in the early uh, polls hard to believe uh, normally people don't care about this stuff they, they, this doesn't even register to people who aren't political pundits uh, what does it say when the country is it seems to be motivated? Well, I mean, the president wanted to make this a referendum about himself. He said that so at, at a number of rallies. He told that to the media. And, and that's what's resonating in this early vote count right now. There are a lot of people out there that are very energized about how the Republicans have been dealing with Washington and the U.S. in total, uh, how, how Donald Trump has been acting over the last two years. That has kind of polarized the, 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 the vote and, and sent uh, Republican voters out in droves. On the flip side, you have Democrats who have been really running campaigns saying, look, the president hasn't been uh, keeping promises. The president isn't doing anything for health care. The president is making immigration a much bigger deal than it actually is right now. He's running a campaign of fear for these candidates right now, and that's what's pushing Democrat voters out. It'll be interesting to see how many voters actually come out today. There's there's weather issues today. Uh, you know, that big jump in, in early voting could have cannibalized a bit of today's vote. But nonetheless, this is a midterm like we have not seen before. Uh, you were talking about the weather. How big a factor do you think this is across the United States? Well, I mean, it can hinder some of the people who are trying to get out and vote and may not be able to have, uh, you know, may not have a, a vehicle to get them to a vote or it may be difficult for them to walk to get to a polling station. So the weather can have an adverse effect on voter turnout. Uh, you know, a lot of the eastern seaboard right now, right up and towards Washington, we're looking at some heavy st- uh, thunderstorm activity today. So that can pose a problem uh, to help battle that. There have been uh, kind of grassroots organizations getting together, getting vehicles uh, together so that they can get people who need to uh, to cast a ballot out to the polling stations. But, you know, weather, it can have an adverse effect on it but again this is such a huge midterm and there's a lot on the on the line right now that people are, are making it their way to the polls no matter what it takes uh the president said this is a referendum on him is that accurate is the president usually this involved in midterms no, usually a midterm election is, is kind of judging how the president has worked over the last two years. But this is a president like we haven't seen before. This is somebody who thinks that everything that they do touches to gold and everything that they uh, try to pass through the House should work and, and will do well for the country. So when the president says, yep, this is a referendum on me, he's really saying that, you know, look, I've been telling you that we're doing great things. I've been telling you that the economy is doing great. I've been telling you uh, that your job numbers and, and dollars are coming back into your bank accounts. So let's, uh, you know, keep the Republican momentum moving forward. Uh, the president decided in the last couple of days of this campaign uh, to not talk about any of those things, to not talk about the economy and jobs and money. He, he talked about immigration, so he kind of sparked a little bit of fear in towards the voters. That also unheard of in a midterm election. Uh, considering the midterms are like this, what is this? What does this say about what we can expect for the, the next presidential campaign? 
Well, I mean, the, the president right now has already said that he intends to run for 2020, and he's, he's basically called out Democrats saying, don't bother putting anybody uh, up to run against me because I'm just going to walk away with this. I think what we're going to see in the next two years as you know, legislation kind of stalls out if we end up getting a, a Democratic House and we're not able to see uh, many bills passed or, or many laws enacted in the U.S., I think you're going to see the president kind of ratchet up the, the rhetoric as to how the Democrats could potentially ruin the United States if they get into office in 2020. So we'll see... We'll see with less work being done, more more fiery speaking of the president uh, as we you know try to figure out who the Democrats are going to eventually put on a ticket to run against him. Are the Democrats spending too much time focusing on Trump and not enough on an alternative? Well, uh, it, it depends on how you look at this, because the, pre- the Democrats really have been, you know, acting as this party of we are not Trump. And they've been doing that now for the last kind of three years, uh, you know, when they were heading into the election in 2016. They've had a hard time getting outside of that mold. But because it's so divisive in the United States right now and it's, you know, everybody's on a polar opposite and there's no kind of real mushy middle. It's actually working for the Democrats to say, look, we don't have anything to say right now other than we're not Trump because Trump isn't working for Democrats. And it's working for them because you can see see the number of people that are voting for them. You can see the number of millennials that are now uh, starting to line up behind the Democratic Party. Going forward now, as we look you know, towards today's vote and then in towards 2020, the Democrats will have to start to put some more policy together as how they intend to deal with uh, things like immigration and things like health care. But they've got some time now if they can keep this momentum going of, look, we're just simply not Trump. Uh, Donald Trump, as you mentioned, uh, rather than addressing the issues, was uh, certainly uh, fear-mongering quite a bit, especially with his uh, commercials that were airing in the United States in regard to uh, the caravan and such. How is that playing? Is that working for him? Is that working against him? Or will we have to wait till later tonight to know the answer to that? Well, it's working for him, at least when you look at that 40, 45, 46 percent base that has followed Donald Trump since the day he got into office. I mean, going into the last few days, yes, he made this a big deal. But this kind of speaks to that larger thing where Donald Trump has been talking, look, we need to get this wall built. We heard that during the campaign in 2016. We heard him say over the last two years that money is coming in to get, uh, you know, sections of the wall built and prototypes of this wall built. So driving this immigration uh, kind of peg in towards the brains of, of Republican voters says, look, I'm still concerned about immigration. I'm still concerned about getting this wall done. And, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, our Jackson Prosco was in Wisconsin, you know, at the Canadian border, members of the Republican Party, or at least voters that that were leaning Republican, said that their biggest worry wasn't trade, wasn't the economy. It was that migrant caravan. So this does resonate with Trump's base. Are Americans showing any sign of fatigue? Are there voters that have voted for Trump and perhaps expecting something else? It's very possible. I mean, we're looking at a potential uh, number of races around the U.S., at least when it comes to the House, that were kind of strong Trump territory that he took, uh, you know, in an overwhelming number back in 2016. There's a couple of Virginia districts. There's some districts in rural Pennsylvania. There's some districts in uh, in Wisconsin and Iowa that were very strong Republican. They were very deep red when Trump was running in 2016. Now we're starting to see them purple up a little bit. You know, he hasn't been able to get all of these factories back online. He hasn't been able to get all of these mines back open. And the things that are starting up, it's much fewer jobs that are actually being created. So I think we're seeing a little bit of a trickle-down effect when it comes to how Trump was running in 2016 and what people have now seen over the last two years. So uh, predictions are, and I, I'm not sure how much we can put in all of this considering where we are now in the polls that were, were there prior to the election, but obviously Republicans are hoping to keep the Senate or will keep the Senate, it looks like, and Democrats could take the House. How does that change the world next week? 
Well, basically, by tomorrow, it will change things because it means that if the Republicans manage to keep a hold of the Senate and Democrats take a hold or at least claim a new hold on the the House of Representatives, uh, work that the White House is trying to do to get a legislative agenda out is going to stall. The president is going to have a very hard time getting something through the House that's going to work its way into Senate before it goes back to his desk for a signature. What we will likely see is an increased focus on how things are actually operating in Washington. This is going to be the first time that we have a real check and balance system that's inside the district watching what's happening inside the White House and watching what's happening in the Senate. The the Democrats could start up investigations into Trump's finances, into his tax dealings, into government scandals. We could see that impeachment word pop up. We could see them open up a new background check into Brett Kavanaugh. So while we might not see legislation being passed, we will see active work being done on the part of the Democrats to say, look, here are the things that haven't been done as Republicans have been in control. Could that all backfire on the Democrats? Is this what uh, Americans were hoping for when Donald Trump spoke of draining the swamp and keeping things moving? Because it looks if if this, in fact, happens and the Democrats do take the House, uh, it looks like the last term or the last portion of this term. He's I'm not going to say he's a lame duck president, but things are certainly going to stall. Absolutely. And I think that that's what's expected to happen right now with the sheer number of people that are voting, at least on the Democratic side. They're they're saying to themselves, look, we need to kind of have a watchdog over the White House because for two years now, the president has been running wildly. He's been making accusations. He's been kind of spewing off this fiery rhetoric. And a lot of it isn't true. So now Democrats, well, sure, again, legislation might not be moving. They will be at least be able to say, here is another view of what's happening in the White House. And it's not just a bunch of Republicans standing on the lawn saying, here's all the reasons that the president is great. Whether that backfires for the Democrats in the next two years. We'll have to wait and see because we don't want to see what uh, Democrats don't want to see rather is an isolation of potential future voters by saying, look, we stalled things too much and now we've kind of fallen out of your view. So if that in fact happens and the Democrats do take the House uh, just under the scenario we've just described, uh, how does that change Donald Trump's presidential campaign moving forward? Well, I think it'll depend on what we see over the next couple of months and the next year as to how the Democrats are actually acting inside the House. If they're fully sitting there, you know, uh, disrupting the White House's plans to move laws forward by saying no to absolutely everything, the, de- uh, the, the president's going to use that uh, on the campaign in 2019, heading into 2020, saying, look at what the Democrats did. We called them obstructionists for two years in my first two years. Look at how much they were trying to obstruct uh, America moving forward in the last two years of my first term. Could we see, uh, uh, moving forward with all of this, could we just see uh, after tonight more of the same, everything pretty much staying relatively the same? It's very possible. I mean, it depends on what happens with the, with the House race. If we end yeah. up with a big majority, then sure, we could see things maybe, you know, move a little bit differently. If we end up with a, sm- a slim majority, we could find, you know, more uh, Republicans and Senate, uh, uh, Democrats trying to get a more bipartisan view to make things happen. But, I mean, it, it's really hard to tell what's going to happen tomorrow as opposed to what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks. Good point. Uh, are Americans showing any sign of fatigue over all of this? You know, like, th- this just seems to be ramping up towards the midterms and... and uh, Again, depending on what happens, this will continue going into his presidential campaign. Will everybody be exhausted by the time the next vote rolls around? I mean, Americans vote uh, on such a regular basis now that I think voter exhaustion kind of happens within the first couple of months of any kind of election campaign starting up. Because you got to think, we're going to get through an election today. We've got six months before uh, candidates will start declaring intentions for the presidency in 2020. And we're about six to eight months away from that election campaign starting up again. So I think there's always a a feel of, look, we're tired, we're exhausted. We keep hearing the same things over and over again. But it's just the way that the system works down here. So uh, as you sit there on your perch in Washington, Reggie, 
uh, do you want to make a prediction here? Do you want, do you want to even try to weigh in on what we're going to be talking about this time tomorrow? I mean, we all saw what happened with predictions and polls back in 2016. Everybody was left with their jaw on the floor or jumping for joy, depending on what side of the aisle you were on. I think what we're going to see tomorrow is we're going to see a brand new Washington, whether or not it's with a fully Republican uh, you know, side on both the House and, and, and Senate side, trying to continue on the legislative work of the president, or we're going to see things completely different with a Democratic Party trying to pick themselves up by saying, look, we're not this dead Democratic Party that we once used to be. We're young, we're new, we're diverse, and we're going to move forward. All right, Reggie Cicchini has been with us, Washington producer and correspondent with Global News based in Washington. And, of course, make sure you're watching Global News tonight at 530 and 6 for all the latest on this. Uh, what time are you going to bed tonight, Reggie? Uh, I believe my last hits are uh, somewhere around 2 a.m., so <laughs> oh, i got a long day ahead. All right, you better go nap. Thanks, Reggie. Much appreciated. Thank, thank you. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.